It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, is Aaron Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, boy, we're doing some research for the show here. This is a... Uh, I hope we're right. Okay. What's going on, man? How you doing? <laughs> okay. Uh, things are going very well. We had a good uh, Labor Day weekend over here in the Barnett household, and uh, we had... Uh, a trip over to the Twin Cities to see Valley Fair and the oh, mauling the of America. Uh, did you go on uh, the the Power Tower? I did. We did uh, both of them. There's the one that drops you 250 feet and the one that oh. shoots you up 250 feet. You did the drop from 250? How was that it's as awesome. an older man? It's so good. It's fantastic. Oh, I, did it I used to love that when I was a kid, kids. but I, I've, I've developed a fear for heights over the years and uh i don't know if i could do that anymore the drop the getting shot off the ground one you don't have enough time to think about it because you're up and down and off in no time but that drop man yeah because you hang there for a second you're like long when are we gonna go it's fun because you should do it with ruby because then you can't be scared (laughs) you know i will be you're talking about uh, no you're right because i do have a a, a total terrible fear of ferris wheels okay terrible fear of fair it has to do with just like it's so skinny, and when you look down, you don't see anything. I think that's kind of the thing. I almost had to uh, wave to the operator at Little America in Marshall, Wisconsin, wants to let me off, Jeez. but then I didn't want to disappoint my daughter, so I did just I, I puckered it for, for five minutes. Yeah, there you go. So. And my kids aren't scared because they're sociopaths. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that too. It's like All I said, right. I wasn't scared when. I, oh, is uh, Wild Thing still there? Oh yes, yes, we did that with. Uh, you know, Jacob is now tall enough to go on most of them. At uh, oh, at five awesome. years old, he can hit most of those rides. Wow! Yeah, is this in Wild Things four hundred and ten feet? Right? I don't know. I don't. think It's so. up there. It's huge. It's big. Maybe I'm. I'm maybe I'm uh, mixing it's that not up. Not that because I don't think it's as big as the the tower was, and that's two seventy five. All right. So anyhow, thank you again for joining us this week, everybody. And remember, of course, you can follow this show on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. Many people do. I'm an acquired taste, perhaps, but uh, you know, I give you, I give you, uh, I give you the sports news and my takes. So get on there and follow me and Aaron. I believe people do follow you. I know I do. Where do people yeah, follow so does, you? So does your so does your son. It's at Cheddar correct. Talk, John. At Cheddar Talk, you can find me. And you are correct. Uh, Wild Things only two hundred and one feet tall. Boom! There we go. All right, let's get rolling right into this since we have stuff to talk about. We have football this week, and you know we'll get right into it right away. Real we're football, this, yes, football games that counted, and we're going to get into that in what a segment we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main. Event. All right, Aaron. Main event. We're gonna start with Packers because we start okay. with Packers. That's the show. Pa- that is Packers. the show. Oh Packers. gosh, I love the Packers. Uh, uh, not a you know, right. There's not a game that happened, but there's a game that's coming. We're getting into regular season this week. 
This week it happens for real. It's going yep. down. Oh. Like, and the haters are already starting to hate John. They're already saying the Packers getting the big advantage of getting to play at a neutral site because a hurricane happened. I mean, what are you going to do about that? I mean, I, you, <laughs> what's the other option? Have them played in Lambeau? Because that's not right either. Yeah, there's nowhere it, they can't play at, you know, Tulsa or something like that. I guess like I'm sure L- I'm, I'm sure Baton Rouge is a, a huge mess, too. So, you know, you can't play at LSU. You probably so. I mean, you figure something like Jacksonville or Houston are really the only two options. The difference is yeah. um, Houston would be indoors. I believe it's natural grass, but it's still indoors, right? Mm-hmm. Or am I wrong on that? It might be artificial. Uh, I'm not sure. Either way, yeah. But the, it's an outdoor grass stadium in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So say what you want about that. You know what the biggest difference in this game is going to be is I mean, this has been a game that's been an exciting one for years for these two mm-hmm. teams. Mm-hmm. And this is not the team that the Packers have been playing the last several years. No, um, it's not. It's a definite downgrade in a couple positions right now. Right. So Jameis Winston's the named starter. Uh, with Taysom mm-hmm. Hill is going to be the super exciting guy going wherever he needs to go. But also, I mean, um, Mike Thomas, Michael Thomas, he's not playing. He's he's on, I believe yes. he's on IR. Or I believe he's on the IR and not the pop. <laughs> He's on this. He's on the stupid list. Either way, uh, yeah. he's not on the list that says you get to play this week. So he's not playing. I mean, the the receivers on this team are going to be um, you know, Mark Marquez Callaway, Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris, uh, is it Lil Jordan Humphrey? That's a name. That's a human being's name. Callaway was available in a lot of drafts <laughs> late too. By the way, yeah. I love this. Sorry, name. fantasy football drafts. Excuse um, me. Backup guard for the Saints, Calvin Throckmorton. Yes, that is a human being's name. Yes, uh, they do have some very familiar yeah, names. Please tell me. Please tell me you went to an Ivy League school. Oh, I don't believe so, but uh, um, or or, or he also was on the diving team, like Thornton <laughs> Mellon. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find out where he actually went to school. He was see. Um, geez, he's a history of getting cut. He's a backup guy for the most part. Okay. I can't see what he's, where he came from. He's, he looks like he's been cut several times by a bunch of teams. Um, anyhow, uh, some other familiar names that we are going to see this week. We're going to have, uh, some former Packers here. We've got, uh, Montrevious Adams as a backup to Christian hmm. Ringo. <laughs> wow. Both those guys. Uh, of course, one guy we all love, um, Marcus Davenport. And how has he connected to the Packers, Aaron? Do you remember? Najee's brother? No, he's the guy who oh. the Saints traded up to get uh, in the trade that got us Jair Alexander the next year. Oh! They traded back into the first round because they really needed Davenport, who would have been an interesting player for the Packers to get as an edge rusher. But then you know, the Packers added some other guys later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's uh he's the guy who you know you should say like should we have gotten him or are we super happy we got Jair and the answer is we're super happy we got Jair. Jair. Yeah. <laughs> the the only problem we're going to have with Jair is how big his cap hit's going to be when we have to extend him. <laughs> yeah. Um cuz he's the best right. and should be paid as the best. Wow. Yeah, we'll see what we're paying for quarterback at that time. There's a guy named Shy Tuttle, which looks like Shy Turtle. If you're not paying attention, he's the backup D tackle next to. That is a that is a fake name. That is so great. Um, they did just add Desmond Trufant 
this week to that defensive backfield. Um, and really? they, they also have one of my favorite names in, in football, and, and Aaron will get this, and, and my father will too, but Chauncey Gardner Johnson. And <clears throat> it just makes me think of being there. <laughs> You're like, I'm Chauncey, I'm Chance the Gardner. Chauncey Gardner? Okay. <laughs> Chauncey Gardner. Chauncey yes. Gardner. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, though. Um, so he's one of their... Is it a hyphenated last name? It is a hyphenated last name. Uh, but they've got a good... The thing about this is they still do have a good defensive backfield. I mean, they still oh. have uh, Marshawn Lattimore. They have Marcus Williams. They have Malcolm Jenkins. They have Ken Crawley, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. That's a good collection of guys back there. And they can get some rush because they still have Cam Jordan. Christian Ringo, uh, Marcus Davenport. They have Quan Alexander there in their uh, their linebacking core as well. The The defense is is pretty decent, and so that's the biggest thing that the Saints are going to have going for them is that the Saints' defense is, is going to be enough to possibly keep them in this game long enough to you know, hopefully do something for them. But... I don't know. Aaron. Who'd have thought that? The, who'd have thought that the Saints' defense would be the strong point of this team ever? After years and years and years of just basically having to keep the ball away from the other teams and run up the score as fast as they could. I mean, there was a right. time when that was their whole strategy. Yeah, and I mean, they still do have Alvin Kamara, uh, yes. but and they have a good offensive line. All right, I mean, like Andrews, uh, Pete, Taron Armstead. We talked about this last week. Cesar Ruiz, mm-hmm. Ryan Ramchek, the pride of UWSP. Um, yeah, those guys are still there, and they're going to be. Yeah, and I mean, Elvin Kamara, Elvin Kamara, who should have scored seven touchdowns in one game against the Vikings last year. <laughs> but the one thing is, they had the the additional, I, I don't know, how you say it, just luxury, I guess, last year of having uh, Latavius Murray behind him, and he is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Now they have Dwayne right. Washington as the backup, and then Tony Jones Jr. behind him. Roy Jones Jr. Tony Jones Jr. Tony Jones Jr. Okay, that makes more yeah, sense. Roy Jones Jr., that, that running back can deliver a hit. Yeah, he can. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those ones, and, and this is why I think the Packers win this, and I think they cover, because uh, I don't care how good their defense is. And I'll, I'll say this. The concern is always this offense is going to come out looking a little rusty because yes. it there's a lot of timing in this offense, right. and it's a lot of moving parts. And it is scheming guys open. And if the timing's off, because you know what? They didn't play a single down at game speed. I don't care about, you know, running drills against the Jets in the offseason. No. Right. No, that's not enough. That's not the same thing. I still think that they're they're good enough to overcome it because I don't think that much of the Saints team. I, mean, I just don't. I don't know why. It's, it's very uninspiring, especially with the uh, departure of Drew Brees, as said, and Michael Thomas. Um, just, I mean, I don't think yeah. he's going to be back with the Saints. If he if he makes it back this year, great, but he won't be back next year. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, after a long string of pretty much calling my shots, or at least being close on game predictions, after my Badger prediction last week, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I am. I mean, they've got a segment later for me to talk about this, but I am I am shaken to the core on my ability to pick how things are going to work out because I was way off. Um, I mean, but I'm I'm there with you, John, and it's the NFL, so you never know. Um, in a given Sunday, cliche, cliche, cliche. Um, <laughs> exactly. But there's 
there's good reason to believe it. You nailed it on the head. If anything, it's they're going to be rusty coming out. We say that too, and you know what's going to happen is there's going to be. Um, uh, I still remember the, it was the last Packer game I went to. Is it been that long? It's been a long time since I've been to an actual Packer game. I've been in Lambeau Field three times since then, between the <laughs> Warrior Dash and Stadium Tours and oh, other geez. things. Wow, but that uh, long, huh? but I think the last time I was at a live Packer game because of living in Duluth and just the pain in the butt it is to get across the state for that mm-hmm. was when they beat the Giants, which was their first win when they won all the way through to the Super Bowl. Okay, all right. Uh- and that, and that game and that game opened up with a 80 yard touchdown pass to Jordy Nelson on a deep post. Is that the one with the the Hail Mary to to Cobb? Or am I no, a different game? Th- no, th- no, this was this is the week after they lost to the Patriots um and uh uh, Matt Flynn had to play the game and botch the 2 minute drill. Oh. Otherwise they would have otherwise they might have beaten the Patriots. Um and then Rodgers came back the next week and they beat the Giants and then they never lost another game the rest of the year. And as a matter of fact, the Giants the next week lost to. Oh, it's not a playoff game. OK, yeah, no, not a playoff game. It was regular season. Okay. But the next week, but the next week, the uh, the the Giants lost to who is he playing? Philadelphia? When uh, oh, what's his name? Yeah. The little guy, the little wide receiver. Sean returned the punt for, yeah, yeah, he returned the punt for a touchdown when they didn't need to punt because it was the end of the game. That's and they so lost. Crazy. Remember that? Yep, that was fantastic. So yeah, okay. And if, the, if that doesn't happen, the Packers don't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yep. Right. That's one hundred percent truth. That's why I've always loved that guy, even though I couldn't remember his name. But uh, <laughs> you know, so so if they come out, and, <laughs> there's a long ways around to. You, you watch. We say they're going to be rusty. They'll come out on the first play or first drive and like score on one or two big plays and just look good the whole way down. But uh, I, I don't feel comfortable as I should with this game because of that lack of playing time and just the somewhat tumultuous off season that was Packerland. I know it doesn't bother us nearly as much, but no. you know, and it seems like Aaron Rodgers has been in a groove since he's gotten to green Bay and has been a very, you know, unifying figure um, since he's been in town. But uh, I, I just, I, I don't know. And just, and still you got to remember the hangover from a very disappointing end to the season last year. That instead of being a Super Bowl win, balling out early to Tampa Bay on a couple of really, really, really bad plays. Yeah. So, I think the additional thing here is, I mean, they basically waited till the end to name a quarterback. I don't think their quarterbacks feel as confident that either one of them is really going to stay there long. I think there's going to be a lot of people looking over their shoulders. It's uh, it's a rough but week. he got new eyes, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just. There's a lot of things that make this kind of a weird game. Like, do the do the Saints come back and and play huge because of the hurricane? Is the relocation going to be harder on them than it is on the you know the Packers just playing in a different road game than they would have before? Does you know the humidity actually make it harder on the Packers than the Saints rather than well, playing and, indoors? And I'll, t- and, I'll, and I'll tell you what too: the Saints aren't going to be wearing their black jerseys on Sunday. If they're the no. home team, they're going to be wearing white jerseys, and they're going to make the Packers wear that dark green jersey. Yeah, as they should. And that's. The I mean, that was a problem last year when we played the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, and the Tampa Bay. Or was it Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay in the regular season. Tampa Bay, who never wears white at home, no. wore white because it was an unusually hot day. No, they usually the do early. Green. They do early in the year, usually, to, just to, to mess Good with point. people because that's the home field advantage is 
make them wear dark colors and play in that that heat. And it's a real thing. Like, don't yeah. think for a second wearing a dark jersey instead of a white jersey is going to make a difference. It is. You're going to get hotter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Fast. even if it's just a little bit, any advantage you can get in the NFL, yep. you should take. And so, yeah, I think they'll they'll do something like that, and they should. Yeah, because they're not playing at home. They're playing in a neutral site, you know. The thing is, is I don't think I, you can't just have a good defense because from what we saw all of last year and the year before, good defenses don't stop this offense. They just don't. Like None of them did. Yeah. We no. played a lot of top 10 rated DVOA defenses last year and just rolled through all of them. There's two uh, players on the Packers offense that you can't scheme for. And that is uh, Devonte Adams. Yeah, you can't you you He's, can't beat him. No matter how good your defense is, you just can't beat him. And if you are, if you are shutting him down, you're putting three people on him, which makes everybody else open. And then Aaron Jones in the open, you can't yeah. scheme for that. Aaron Jones, if he gets into the open, he is he's 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 shyster. He's slippery. He's he's hard to get. So we've got that. Plus, you got Aaron Rodgers slinging the ball. So. I mean, yeah, you're right. A good defense will get picked apart by this team. No problem. I think MVS is primed for a big breakout season, too. God, I hope so. I, I really do. Him. I like him. <laughs> he's nice. But he's looked confident. He's looked good. Um, he's got the speed. He's always had the yeah. speed. He's got the one thing you can't. Yeah. You, you can't get. Like, you can't get. I mean, you can get better at You can work on being faster. But, I mean, he's got naturally God-given fast speed. Did you see you know? his great quote? Uh, they were asking MVS about how fast is this uh, Stokes guy that they got? Is he really <laughs> that fast? And he goes, I don't know. He's behind me. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't see him. He's usually behind me. That's yeah, that so was pretty great. good. But yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I hope he is. And I, I hope all this Kusa stuff with Aaron Rodgers, who's make him, making him read books and meditate and do hot yoga and stuff like that to get his brain right. I hope it works, man, because the only thing he's got that doesn't work is his hands. You know, he's had some monster drops, monster yeah. drops. I he mean, the, the Colts game, I mean, I Devon, Devontae Adams had big drops early in his career, but they weren't when you're wide open 10 yards behind the defense and the ball is in your chest. Yeah. Like, Yeah. He had some, I think, from that Colts game on last year, he started looking a lot better. And, and, and yeah, people will point out, like, oh, but he fumbled, fumbled that one. You're like, yeah, but they're not even in that position. If he doesn't make that great falling over while being interfered with catch down the middle right. there on that big play. so And, and fumbles happen, man. I mean, yeah. They they just do. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's the problem with playing a game with an oblong ball, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you had something else you were going to add about uh, the obvious, you know, the obvious anger that Aaron Rodgers continues to bear towards the entire Packers organization. Oh, yeah. No, it was pretty good. It was on uh, McAfee. I think it was today. Today, Today's Tuesday, right? Yeah, he's on yep. on Tuesdays. And so Pat McAfee was talking about uh, he brought up, you know, and I and. I, I like Mac. I like McAfee. I do. I think he's got a good thing going and it's yeah. super cool to see, especially when he has, you know, Aaron Rodgers come on. And even so, like he's been tiptoeing with Aaron Rodgers, like ever since he's came back on the show. Cause you know, he doesn't want, there's a saying I can't say, but anyways, he doesn't want to make, you know, the person who's his main moneymaker mad. I mean, there's, it's a symbiotic right. relationship. Aaron Rodgers gets to talk the way he wants to. Pat McAfee gets big ratings because nobody else gets to talk to Aaron Rodgers that way. Right. And so, um, 
he's been careful about asking him certain things. And then like just in passing, I, I don't even remember the context of this conversation, but he mentioned the time that Ted Tom or Ted Thompson, rest in peace, Ted Thompson, the time that uh, Mark Murphy allegedly told Aaron Rodgers not to be the problem when they were hiring Matt LaFleur. You know, apparently, you know, the story has it that Aaron Rodgers was brought into Mark Murphy's office and Mark Murphy told him, do not be the problem with this new head coach to which Aaron Rodgers used an expletive, but said, uh, that's a mm -mm lie. Like that's completely fabricated. That never happened to paraphrase. So again, and then they went on and like McAfee was like, what? You're, you're kidding me, right? Like that, that's not really, it's like, no, that's absolutely 100% false. He's like, that was completely made up. And McAfee then goes after the initial shock wore off. He's like, well, is there anything else you want to like clear the air on about? And he's like, don't <laughs> worry guys. I'm, I'll be keeping a list, writing them down throughout the season. And I'll, I'll, I'll debunk, I'll debunk lies as they come our way. And then basically kind of alluded to that everything that's been happening he's like it it's it's better this year than it has been in years past but basically just that it's imagine this john blown way out of proportion <laughs> and it's not nearly as bad as everyone was making it out to be and basically the story just ran with itself and you know and that's it so basically you know so one of the big things one of the big criticisms this off season ever since the um Adam Schefter piece that came out, which was a lie, um, (laughs) was that, you know, that, you know, Mark Murphy is, you know, especially with the, the complicated fella per, you know, comment too. That's, I think that story came out right after that. The one that I'm talking about with uh, being told not to be the problem came right after the complicated fella bit, but yeah, it's just been, you know, that, that this is how Adam Schefter and um, Colin Cowherd and various others, butter their bread you know this is how they make their meat but you know? it's weirder for Schefter because basically his entire premise is that he's an insider who actually gets you news about who's being traded who's doing what and this and that he, he's right. not a shock jock like I mean Colin Cowherd doesn't say what he's saying because he believes it he says what he's saying because it's a ratings bonanza that's what he's doing and right. everyone knows it same as Skip Bayless to an even greater extent, but he, he, uh-huh. he almost he takes it so far that he's unwatchable. Um, right. Schefter, though, is a guy who's just his entire shtick is I talk to all these people and get that. I think that he basically got sold a load of goods, but uh-huh. he doesn't want to burn a source, which is obviously Aaron's agent. <laughs> um, and I, I'm, I'm still waiting but for I don't that know, story he's to come mad. out. Oh, yeah. I don't know that it will because he's not going to talk about it, but he's he's really digging in, which is the weirdest part of the whole thing. That so was he digs like, instead, into of fli- instead of being flipping about her just coming out on the Dan Patrick show and saying, yeah, I released that. And um, yeah, that was wrong. No, he or, doubled down. I, like, yeah, six, you could seven just say times. I, I trusted a source I had. Um, I guess the information I had was, you know, either wrong or the part was true is that there are problems in there, but obviously he wasn't getting traded. Um, but, you know, right. I went with the source I had and I do it again. If he just said that, we he'd be done. But he doubled down, so dumb. It's, it's it's like I said, I I can't wait for this all to be over. And five years from now, we find out that it was just Aaron Rodgers messing with uh, Schefter because he could. Because Aaron Rodgers has come out in the past about stories that have come out about him, 
that Schefter put out there that were completely not right either, or Aaron Rodgers felt wronged about or something like that. So yeah, it's weird. You're right. Because Adam Schefter always used to be the guy who told you who's getting traded, who's doing this, who's doing that. And it's always kind of been like that with him and the Packers and Aaron Rodgers is that he's like breaking news, not trade news or transaction news. Does that make sense? Like it's weird. Like it's always story news with Aaron Rodgers with him. And it has been for a couple of years now. Yeah. And my guess is, Aaron has some sort of issue because he has an issue with everybody and everything because we've all wronged him in some way that we're unsure. Oh, of. yeah. Yeah. No, he hates me just because yeah. we have the same first name. It's <laughs> true. 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 Yes. True. And you stole it from him. So, yeah. But anyway, right. even though you, we're, we're, we are older, <laughs> four years older than he is. But, yeah. but anyway. the only other thing, the only other thing I was going to bring up, and it's kind of a sad story, too, is speaking of our, our speculation teams, uh, the stuff with Todd McShay, man, that's yeah. uh Hope he's all right. That's, I hope I he's mean, fine. Yeah, that's all we can say. Um, dude, I'm not going to speculate what's wrong with him, but I mean, yeah. In between the Badger on air, the guffaw during the Badger game last year, and then this last weekend here, that's not like someone who is very well spoken. He, so, he really is. He's a he's a he's a fast yeah. talker. Yeah. He's 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 smart. He's a good talker. Him he keeps and, a lot of information um, just in front of him, and yeah. So it's it's hard to. I hope he's I hope he's okay. Him and Mel. Him and Mel picks aside and what you think about their picking ability. Those dudes can handle a lot of information very quickly. And, you know, they have, you know, it's like I said, the picks aside are what they're saying and how wrong or how right they are. You know, they have to know 500 players and what those 500 players can do to like on game day. So for three days, they know everything. I mean, these dudes are super smart. And to see someone who's smart like that and quick like that, having obvious cognitive problems. Yeah. That sucks. So good luck to him. Uh, he's taking a, a hiatus from ESPN for a little while, um, just before the football season starts too. So you know that it's bad um, to get better, and I hope he does because I, for one, like Todd McShay. So there we go. Yeah, I do too. Him, him, him and Mel Kiper during the draft are a national treasure. So. <laughs> yeah. It, it. Yeah. So either way, but anyhow, they really it, don't know what they really they don't, they really don't know what they're talking about, but they've. <laughs> But they, they, no, made a, the, they made an entire living off convincing us they do. They, and they really do. Awesome. They get a lot of stuff right, and they do it to the seventh right. round. And the thing is, is like you can't get it all right because it's a crazy and an exact science, and it matters where a person goes. Right. But anyhow, uh, I think my, I think the Packers cover. And I think they they do so easily just because I think that Aaron's still going to get three hundred yards, even if there's going to be some rough passes here or there. Um, I think he's got three years, and this is his third year in the offense at least, and uh, I think it's going to be something like 31-21. I think the Saints are going to get some points. They're going to do something here and there, but I still just think the Packers are are the better team. So you're saying 31-21. I am going to say... uh, Over-under is 50, just so you know. Is it it 50? Oh, my. Um, At least right now. 26 24 <laughs> so you don't have them covering then because it's a four point spread for the packers giving four so yeah uh, i think they'll cover the spread okay. um over, mm, okay i'm gonna hit the under because it's the unpopular Ooh. thing to do all right, all right. but uh let, let's go i mean it's not too much different from yours but um 27 20 okay sounds good yeah we're kind of in that ballpark then I mean, it's. I mean, it's. 
the average it's around the average score of a, a football game especially if you don't have a real strong take like a it's it's hard to have a real strong take on this score so but i i think it'll be a little bit closer than what you've got a comfortable 10 point game more of a touchdown yeah. game and yeah i'll bang i'll bang the under because okay. of rustiness <laughs> all right all right, the other football news, obviously, in the state of Wisconsin, the the one that has got everybody just throwing their hands up in just odd disgust is it's obviously the the Badger game, and and the, look, the Badgers are deserving of some angst at this point. Yes, um, your Wisconsin Badgers, man, that was what's the Eddie Eddie Izzard bit? They were like a fly in the cupboard, just yeah, slowly but, died. Yeah, that was it was it was a very strange game. It was yeah, I mean like. Badgers had a 10-7 lead in the fourth quarter and then gave up what uh well 10 points I guess. No, 9 points, sorry. Um and they lose by, you know, 6 points. Uh missed extra points and everything and yeah, just everything about this game was strange. And and I, here's the biggest thing that I take away from it is Paul Chris doesn't trust any of them. Like he trusts no. he trusts the running game and nothing else. Because, yeah, Berger Berger didn't even end up playing though, did he? He did not play, and Chris' explanation of that was, well, it wasn't because he couldn't play or that there was something wrong with him, and it's just that based on the situations, it it, it just ended up being Malusi getting those carries and then Garendo getting this set of carries. It was just kind of a gameplay situational thing and nothing about Burger, which is just garbage then because... Which, which is crazy because... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it's because what? I mean, like, what do you mean you, you just decided not to play the guy who was your best running back by far last year? Well, and during last week's podcast, when you were previewing the game, you were talking about Burger as a starter and Malusi as the backup. And I had just read a tweet that said that Chaz Malusi had been, you know, named the starting running back. But I didn't even correct you because I was like, eh, whatever. It's probably going to be a 50-50, you know, 45-55 split between them in some way, shape, or form. But to not play him at all. Yeah, and we got that that stuff came out right after we had recorded. But, you know, Mm -hmm. that night it came out after the podcast. So, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's really weird. It was just, and just some, some not good quarterback play. And then two, two plays at the end of the game. I mean, the one where they hit uh, Davis at the one yard line, too bad. That one didn't scoot in for a touchdown, but I mean, he had first and goal from the one and couldn't get it done. Yeah. And then the Wisconsin Badgers first and goal from the one. And then the next play is you lose eight yards because Graham Mertz gets tackled for a loss. You're like, what? What is happening? How? How do you no, not get one put, when put you the want? Ball, it? Put the ball on the ground. I thought it was a fumble. Well, the, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. The, the number of times we're just like, just, just missing handoffs, or just <coughs> failing to make reads, and nobody's getting open. I mean, Danny Davis ended up with what, like, ninety or is he eighty-eight or ninety yards, mm-hmm. something like that. But I mean, just, just Penn State put everybody in the box and said. Run, please run. And we we're like, cool, we're going to do it. I mean, I'll say this for Graham Mertz. The one thing you'll say in his, de- I can say in his defense on this point is we threw when we needed to throw and everybody mm-hmm. knew we were going to throw. Right. And on that's first rough, down, on first yeah. down, there were 38 first down plays for the Badgers, first and tens. Let me guess. Let me guess. 38 of them. 38 of them, they ran it 35 times. Well, 30. 
So they threw eight passes okay. out of it felt like thirty. It, it felt like thirty-five times. <laughs> That's surrendering it down. Yes. When you do it every time, and everybody knows you're going to run, mm-hmm. you're surrendering first down because the number of second and nine, second and ten, second and eight, that is behind the sticks, and that's not how you want to play. You're forcing your redshirt sophomore quarterback, who just played the weirdest season in Wisconsin football last year, while mm-hmm. also having to recover from COVID himself. Mm-hmm. It, you know, He had this weird dang year and then finished up kind of building back to feeling confident. And then what you did was you didn't set him up to succeed. And right. and you did it because you clearly don't trust him. Um, no. And he was getting chased. That old line did not protect him. He was getting chased a lot, and it made his feet move, and he did not look confident or comfortable back there. And it affected every part of his throwing. And, and you're, and I didn't even think about it, but you know, you're, you're 100% right. Like, but it's, but it's, 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 it's a throwback to when like me and you were in high school, we came from small towns, not small towns, but small schools. Like I came from a small town. We both, you know, UW in the old yeah. WISAA and I was division yes, six, which was the smallest at the time WIA. And, you know, so, you know, our teams only had 20 players on each, you know, on each team because we we're just small schools. We and had, half my school you know, was on the football team. We had like 75 kids. Right. The well, year, half, my, the, half the men, I guess. The year we won state, we had 35 kids on the team. And that was the most boys we'd ever had on the team, like yeah. from each grade. It was ridiculous. We had um, my, was it <laughs> but, my junior year or my senior year? I think we had 310 kids in the school and 75 out for football, which means... Holy smokes, we never had that many out. Yeah, it means like basically half of all the males in the school were on the football team. We couldn't field... We never had freshman teams. We could barely field junior varsity teams. Yeah. But it's, um, but yeah, no, that was always the mentality. It was like run, run, and then if it's more than third and three, then you throw it. <laughs> or if it's, more than th- if it's more than third and five, you throw it. But yeah. get, guess what else we didn't do in high school? We didn't punt. <laughs> So, you know, that was, we were, we were ahead of that, you know, we, if it was less than fourth and five, we usually ran it or yeah. passed it, you know, so that's what was different. But I mean, that's Lakeland, <laughs> that's Lakeland conference football in Northwestern Wisconsin, man, not D one football. And yeah. yeah, you're right. And I, I remember that was like on third down, if they had more than five yards to go on third down as a linebacker and a middle linebacker, I would drop straight back. My first step on third down, it was more than third and five would be to step back because that's when they're going to pass it. Yeah. Not going to pass it any other time. But yeah. I mean, that's literally what it is. And you're correct. You know, like Penn State, I, I didn't even put two and two together on that one. But yeah, you're right. Like, just there was, they, there's they no surprise. It was, it was disappointing to watch. It really was. It you was... had all offseason planned for this one big game, which is going to be probably <laughs> the biggest game of your season, right? I mean, like you've got Penn State and then you're going to play, you know, Eastern Michigan next week. They did um, a better job against Alabama a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, at, le- at least yeah. there was some life in the team. I, yeah, it's, that's the, this is the biggest problem is just they, the defense played great. They really did. They gave up a couple weird fluke plays where they just missed a coverage. And the best player on Penn state is running free for a 48 mm-hmm. yard touch, 46 yard touchdown. I mean, that's that, that's unforgivable, but I mean, like they gave up 16 total points. They gave up 16 points. Yeah, that's one of those. That's like getting on uh, 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 Burns earlier in this year for um, from the Brewers for uh, losing a game, but he only gave up two runs over seven right. innings. Yeah. 
you know, it's like that. It's like, well, what else are you going to do? Plus, they're missing Leo uh, Leo Chanel, that yeah. linebacker, who is an, a late scratch for – why did he get scratched? I forget why COVID. he got scratched. In, COVID. What? COVID. Oh, he had positive COVID. COVID test. COVID. All right. Um, sweet. I didn't catch that part. I just knew that he yeah. missed a game. I didn't hear why. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, so he was a late scratch. He's one of your better players. But they gave up 16 points to Penn State. Yeah. You should beat Penn State if you're only giving up 16 points. Yeah, they're not – particular like this is one of the worst pass defenses in the big 10 from last year but i mean like they weren't bothering to play pass defense and we obliged them by not passing until it was obvious we were going to pass so here's the thing the next couple weeks the badgers are going to get a chance to to go out and play teams that will let them basically practice all these things Mm -hmm. and well next week not the week after next week they're going to play eastern michigan all right, on nine eleven, and they're going to beat up Eastern Michigan, and they're going to just they're going to run, they're going to pass, they're going to do things, they're going to start getting their time. Well, they and better they better figure it out because then they're going to play Notre Dame at Soldier Field, and Jack Cohn's going to come in. And by the way, he looked great. And great. part of it is and because he's, he's got a coach who understands how to use a quarterback, which is something Chris has done in the past. He made Joel Stave look good, right? right. I mean, like. D- He's made other quarterbacks look good. How is it that he's had three years now with with this guy, the highest rated quarterback he's ever gotten, and he, mm-hmm. like Graham Mertz is the same guy he was when he walked into campus, to, you know, for spring ball three years ago. I know this is, and and you know, you know Jack Cohen yeah. is a number one. Jack Cohen's playing for a shot at the NFL, mind you. Oh yeah, like. Absolutely, especially when he got the starting gig at Notre Dame. Like, mm-hmm. heck yeah. And everyone was on board with it. Like, because I don't think any of us really wanted to see him go. But no, nobody has any ill why. will to Jack Cohn. I mean, you can't no. be mad at him. He gave us everything he had. And, you know, the team went along with the guy who was the higher rated, better potential guy. Right. And, and so, like, yeah, and I'm glad he's still and, playing and, and starting somewhere. I'm, I'm happy and, and, for him. And, and if you think he doesn't want to come into Soldier Field and lay a 48-burger on the Badgers, you're wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. he's going to be playing the best game of his life. So, yeah. Well, you know, I, I do have to say thank you to the Badgers for not stringing us along all season long, making us wonder if they're good <laughs> enough to win a national championship. So we uh, don't have to worry about that anymore. No. So now we're just, so, now we're just hoping for something better than the Outback Bowl. Big things to watch next week against Eastern Michigan because that's going to be a win. Is mm-hmm. what sort of improvement do we see from Graham Mertz in his play? What are they going to do to you know get him ready for that game? And what are they doing to try to instill his confidence in gaming? You know, like trying to mm-hmm. get get him in rhythm during that game to get him ready for Notre Dame, which is the bigger game uh, on the twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing is what's what's going on with Jalen Berger? Uh, are we going to see him because? Mm-hmm. As as fun as it was to get a hundred plus yards from Malusi, I mean he wasn't a burner. He he looked or he looked nice. He, he yeah, was, good you know, good pickup. I'm nice. glad that he transferred here. He's going mean, to be a good running back. It took him 31 carries, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. This team can still beat up the rest of the Big Ten. I mean, well, in in, in fairness to Malusi, like you said, they were playing eight in the box the whole game, so he earned every single one of those. What was it, 130 yards? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's the other good point. Is I mean, like they're just waiting on him the whole game. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I was more impressed when I finally saw the final stat line. I was a little bit more impressed because it, 
that dude had to fight for every single yeah. yard he got. There's only is it just the two ranked teams left on the Badger schedule, but they're both top ten. And that's right. number eight, Notre Dame, and number ten, Iowa, who just man, who did they they just destroyed uh no, uh, Indiana this week. They destroyed Indiana. Oh, there's high um, hopes for Indiana this week. Or yeah, this year, yeah. They had the returning quarterback, who's probably the best there. Uh, Nebraska lost to Illinois, and then Illinois lost to Texas San Antonio, I think. <laughs> like UTSA wow. Roadrunners. And so you're just like, oh, my gosh. Both those teams uh, are garbage. Just <laughs> And 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 I know that you PJ Fleck haters hate this, but uh, Minnesota – Gave it, gave her, gave her hell for a while there, and got a couple really bad calls that really blew up in their face. They're but, done. Uh, min- That's no, they look. I think they, they, I think they showed, they showed they could. Now, on the opposite side of that, they might have spent the entire offseason pl- playing for that or planning for that game. But <laughs> to your but, point, I, I got to give them credit because at least they did that because the Badgers didn't. So, but Muhammad Ibrahim is done for the year. Well, that's right. I forget that part too. Yeah, their I'm season's over. That, yeah, that, he was the one guy that made anything else on the team work because <laughs> they got a quarterback who's been there three years and is like Mertz. He's the same guy he was when he started. Um, yeah, he is not any better. So yeah, truth. Um, but I have to give it. I have to give it up to the Golfers. At least they uh, came out fighting and they tried. Yeah, <laughs> it was. They had a good first half. They really and did, then, and it was the injury to Mo, and then the the non targeting call, and then there was another holding call or another offensive call that was just borderline bogus. It was oh an unnecessary roughness on a late push by a lineman where it was like, <laughs> come on, all right, like, come on, yeah. I, I think every I think everyone felt really bad for the Gophers on Thursday night. I don't know, like I, it's like I know we have yeah. to get the bunion back from them, but or no, they are, are always trying to get the bunion from us. Sorry, we have it right now. Yeah, like I would have liked to see them beat OSU. That would have been nice, you know. What the heck? Yeah, it they would have found a way. They would have found a way to lose to you know Illinois or something down the road. So they weren't going anywhere <laughs> with it if they would have bet OSU. So I was all about the Gophers beating OSU because you know who I hate more than the Gophers. OSU. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. OSU's over there on the other side. We'll see him once a year. Yeah, that's know. a good point. All right. The other thing that we have going on in Wisconsin here to bring us back up again. See, we kind of started high. We kind of dipped. And then we come back up because we got Brewers news. And last time, we didn't quite get to see the end of the game because of how late it went with the West Coast game. But the Brewers yeah. take three out of four right. from the Giants. Oh, my goodness. Um. It could have been four out of four too, but man, the Brewers just—I I think they were just happy to have three out of four at that point. Yeah. Which that's why it's called the flyaway game, you know. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was just a, a five-one loss, and then they went to St. Louis after having you know that emotional high, and they, they lost fifteen to four. But then, yes. they take, then they take the next two from St. Louis. Next two that that St. Louis series could have been a disaster because they lost fifteen to four, and then. Yeah. They won. They I won Saturday's on, on a com- Saturday score. It was a four to nothing complete game. Oh, from Hauser. That's right. How did I forget that? Yeah, right. Like because Craig. Yeah, how did I forget that one? Yeah, Saturday because Craig it, Council actually left, let him stay in the game, the whole he, game. He, he that's the exactly first complete a, game since 2016. Yeah, it, it, we're 17. I thought. Either way. Either way. Yeah. It is um, exactly 100 pitches. So that's that's one of the mm-hmm. reasons. But 
Think of this. Right. This is the exciting week we had in baseball. Hauser gets the complete game shutout on Saturday. 4 nothing win. Sunday, Danny Vogelbach, uh, strong Bogey. mad himself, comes out and hits a pinch hit grand slam to win the game. Walk off grand slam. Win Just, by one, win not by one. win by two. Like the only way Six he wins with five. one swing is a grand slam. It's the greatest thing you can. I, that's this. That is. I almost I, swore. I can't that's tell you how many times you, I watched that. <laughs> that's that's the stuff you dream of when you're a kid. That's right. when you are in the backyard with your batting tee, and you step up to the plate and you're down four one five yeah. two. <laughs> bases loaded. Bottom of the ninth. Four, you know. Like, it's five two. Up comes Danny Vogelbach. Bro, it's a dinger. <laughs> My God, that swing. It didn't even look like he swung that hard, but he crushed that He's ball, man. He's got that weird swing. He doesn't follow through. Like, he ends yeah. out in front. Like, he's not even trying. I was like, and it's just, he it's just like, killed that ball. He killed it. Like he, it was, he, he killed that ball, and he saved that series because, like I said, they were losing 5-2 in the bottom of the ninth. And if he doesn't hit that dinger, they don't get... Yeah, the four runs they need to win, they lose the series to the Cardinals, including a fifteen to four beatdown at home, yeah. coming off the Giants series. It completely changes the complexion of the series, yeah. and instead of hearing it from Cardinals fans until the next series, <laughs> they all crawled into a corner real quick. Well, I love they, our little thing yeah. going on this last week, where the Cardinals fans coming after you, and I was just like, "Yeah, man, one hundred sixty-two game season is just ripe for flukes." I mean, there's no way to really tell who's the best player or best team in mm. a 162 game Two season. Games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. The Brewers oh, I, are double digits better than you this year, and and you've had whatever history you want to talk about. It's fantastic, and we get that. And nobody's going to take that from St. Louis. They're, I actually got th- I actually got threatened on Twitter, like literally threatened. John. Is it the guy with the guns? Yeah, <laughs> the guy with the guns. Yeah, somebody was flashing me his pieces. That was that was a new one. Twitter, oh, somebody somebody was, somebody was trying to tell me that they could kill me, and I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> yeah. whoa, yeah, whoa, dude, like, yeah, I, yeah, I know. Okay, all right, I get it. I'm I'm talking some crap here, and. uh <laughs> You don't even just send me a picture of your guns. <laughs> like, it's not a new picture. That dude just has that. He just sends it to people. I'm sure. Just like I'm got it was. De- it was deleted after I called him out on it. And I was like, what "Well, I'm sure. glad you hope you know that Twitter is already following you now because you just threw up your arsenal on <laughs> Twitter." Anyways, he's like, "Thanks for reporting me." I like, I didn't report you. I'm like, but you know, you throw pictures of guns and you have Second Amendment in your uh, hashtag Second Amendment in your in your Twitter profile. I'm sure that they're going to be watching you now, but anyways, yeah, back to Vogelbach completely changed that. I mean, he doesn't do that. I mean, or if they don't score four runs, um, which I don't trust the Brewers with the bases loaded, unless it's a grand slam. Um, yeah. And then of course it rolled into the 12, nothing loss yesterday against the Phillies. That could have been a terrible stretch. Vogelbach saved a four, a four day stretch with one swing. Yeah. And then they Especially had, with the with the Brewers winning tonight, now it's back up to even with the the Philadelphia Phillies after losing twelve nothing. So yeah, it was a very strange kind of thing where they had um, yeah, they lose twelve nothing, then they win ten nothing with these ones. And this is the other my my third of the the series here. You know, like we've got the complete game shutout, we've got the walk off grand slam. Today we saw Urias go to first with two outs on a strikeout. Oh, those are the best. He struck out and yeah. went to first. 
and they, you know, like the ball went so far back and it stopped against the wall. And so he's on first. Then there's a major hit. Runners on the corners. They walk Kane, and then they walk Lauer. <laughs> walk in Urias, who only reached because they they failed to catch the strike that struck him out. It's like, oh, oh hey, uh, hate to hate to go back and forth again. Remember on uh, on Sunday, the only reason why Vogelback got up to hit the grand slam was because they walked. Uh, Who they walk? In, they intentionally walked to get to him. Was it Tellez? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And he hasn't been Anyways, quite oh. as strong, but he's been good. <laughs> Sorry. I <laughs> yes. Yesterday at one point, Tellez had hit a double and was at second base, and Vogelback was batting. <laughs> and and my buddy I was at the game with goes. Boy, it looks like the children of Matt Stairs out playing baseball right now. <laughs> there's there's three hundred pounds of beef out on the field. <laughs> Way more than that. Yeah, yeah. Rowdy's <laughs> a big Rowdy's a big boy, man. He's I love that oh. like Wikipedia says he's two twenty. And you know it's just his mom changing <sighs> Wikipedia every day. My, God, My yeah. boy is not three bills. What's what's funny is that I've seen Rowdy hit three doubles now in the games I've been to, and each of them have been like legging it out. And there's like rooster tails coming up behind his uh, feet when he's digging around first base, man. Watched, he's I watched him hit a triple this year. Yeah, that too. Like, I mean, he, I'm not saying he's slow, but he's big. No, he like, is it, slow. <laughs> we oh, watched yeah, that. I was like, but, how did that happen? How does anyone? You like, you better not lose this game. That dude. Well, he's got, got you. A he's got some hustle. He's got some hustle for him, though, man. Because you can see when he's digging in, you can see the the the, okay. the, the, the dirt flying off. Of he, he should have to put mud flaps on, like when he's. I'll give you that. He, he's working. Just yeah. He's not fast. He's got yeah. some hustle. He's just not fast. That's, but yeah, Prince Fielder had Prince Fielder had two in the park home runs. That's all you need to know about life. This is so. correct. So the Brewers will have <laughs> probably why he probably why he had a neck injury <laughs> that ended his career. <laughs> So, yeah, the Brewers have put uh, Freddie Peralta, who did not look good in his first game back, but he's still healthy. Peralta going up against uh, Kyle Gibson for seeing who gets the series winning against the, the Phillies here. So that would be a big one. And then Kyle Gibson, gonna... like for, former, twin, former twins, Kyle Gibson? I'm not sure on that. You're probably right, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But then they get a day off to play in Cleveland, day off two games in Detroit, day off, and they'll come back with the 10-game homestand. Cubs, St. Louis, and Mets. And we are going to the Mets series. So. Excellent. Yeah. Hey, so so John, like looking back, so I, I can't complain because yesterday uh was the USO game uh at uh at uh Amfam Field. So it was free tickets to anybody who served, which we appreciate USO. USO yep. is the best. They're I love fantastic. USO. Of course, that's the one game they get beat 12 nothing sandwiched in between Adrian Hauser shutout. Strong bads, grand slam, and a ten nothing win today. <laughs> Just like, of course, of course, the one game we went to this weekend was the one stinker. It's the first time I've left before the ninth inning. <laughs> all right. Oh, I'm just trying to look at this. All right. Um, that's all I think we have right now for all of our our major sports. But we are going to put a couple things here in what we like to call, uh, well, I guess what we usually say is what we lovingly call. Our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right. So the one thing I want to start off with is women's volleyball, which is, again, number two ranked 
and they're undefeated. They're 4-0 now. Uh, we mentioned last time to beat TCU and then number 10 Baylor. They played two sets um, with Dayton. Both of them look like they're at home. Uh, they win them both straight sets, 3-0, 3-0. So, so far in four games, they have they, they have dropped one one game. All right, so this, it, they are 12-1 in those. So they're 4-0, they're undefeated. They will now get a game at the Fieldhouse. Uh, f- let's see what day is this. Uh, September 10th, so Friday. They will be playing on Big Ten Network against number three, Kentucky. And then wow. on the, two days later on the 12th, they'll play Marquette. Oddly, Marquette, not ranked in women's volleyball. They'll be at the Al McGuire Center in Milwaukee. On the And that one's going to be on FS1, apparently. So is, is, that, is, is that a rivalry game, John? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm okay. not sure. Sh- I'll be honest that I'm not entirely sure that I'm as up to date on, you know, well, women's volleyball was, rivalries in Wisconsin. Sorry, that was your softball to say that there is no rivalry between Wisconsin and Marquette, John. Sorry. Who's Marquette? I, I, I thought I was laying that one out there for you real like, nice. Like the French priest? <laughs> yeah, the one who explored. I think he's dead. Guy, J- Jesuit priest. <laughs> very dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> very, very, very dead. He's not coming back, right? <laughs> no, no I, I, don't think that, I don't think that's in his repertoire. I think that was Christ and Christ Ooh. only. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Yeah, if he does, I wouldn't want to play against him if he comes back. Yeah, is there something going on? Because if, if he can, if he can do that, then no, do no. sign me up. Yeah, I'm I mean, out. if he's still dead, I'll play him because then I'll win. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, in terms Sorry. of starting up with uh, WIAC football this week, all the Wisconsin uh, WIAC teams won except Aaron Platteville. Um, oh, yeah. That's, you, you probably wouldn't gotten that right off the top, but uh, yeah. So, oh, who is this? The I'm trying to even guess who some of these teams are because it's hard to see some of these other ones. Like Eau Claire, I guess their running back set the Eau Claire record for most yards rushing. Uh, Lacrosse beat Dakota State, not like North Dakota State or South Dakota State, but Dakota State, which is in South Dakota, but is not in- South Dakota State. And and is, and is in Madison, but not that Madison. Yeah, it's like okay. Um, right. uh, let's see. River Falls beats Elmhurst. Uh, UWSP beats Mayville State. That's a thing. Uh, Whitewater played Carthage and beat them uh, pretty handily too. So that's uh, everybody's everybody's Carthage. undefeated. Isn't Carthage, is, isn't Carthage really small private school? Yeah, in Wisconsin, they're they're mostly. I yeah. mean, they're a big baseball school. They're a pretty good baseball school. Yeah. They're not as much for football, but yeah, okay. Platteville, the only team in the WEAC that lost this week. So that's where we're with that. Uh, looking at just, I guess, quickly to the uh, Northwoods League, uh, Madison Mallards and the Woodchucks tied at twenty three and fourteen for the second half standings. Um, remember. Neither one of them won the first half because Fond du Lac Dock Spiders won that. Um, and in terms of second half, uh, the lacrosse loggers failed to catch up. They stayed four and a half back of both Waterloo and Duluth in the Great Plains East. So uh, I'm not sure how many games, if they've got anything left there for the Mallards, but what they're coming up close to the end here, I'd have to think. I think that's – uh-oh. Oh, no, that is the end of that season, so – 
Uh, I don't know what their tiebreakers are in the Northwoods, but if we start getting a, a championship, we'll we'll uh, at least give you an update on what the championship and everything looks like there. But that's what I have for current sports and everything here and getting you up to date on at least the smaller stories. But Aaron, did you have anything else to add before we signed off this week? Well, I see that your alma mater, uh, Pacelli, beat Pittsville 39-16 on Friday. Yeah, they did. Uh, oh, what's the younger Cashin? I'll say this. Um, Tom Cashin, I think, set the school records. His son, Sean Cashin, broke all the rushing records. His other son, Andy Cashin, played with my brother, Dan, and myself. And his other son, Aaron Cashin, played with my brother, Dan. Sean's son is now rushing for Pacelli and had six touchdowns against Pittsville. I think he had four the week before or two weeks before against uh, Why a Week of Fremont or Why Free. And, Got it. And Pacelli was going to play Turtle Lake, and that would have been an interesting game, but uh, it would have been fun for this show. But yep. the, there were serious thunderstorms rolling through. I don't think that game's going to be rescheduled. Yep, and uh, my home team, uh, my hometown team, Turtle Lake, lost 24-12 to to uh, Glenwood City in the conference opener at home. So uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to Mom this week, but uh, uh, that doesn't look good. So are they an actual city or are they a village? Turtle Lake, Turtle Lake, no, and no, Glenwood no, city Glenwood are both city. villages. I was going to say both villages. the we village both of villages. Glenwood city. That just sounds like, yeah. like they were lying to you. That's where the other, <laughs> uh, that's, that's actually where the other Flottoms live. Oh, okay. Just so you know. Yeah. Oddly enough. Yeah. Well, actually my, the Flottom family that I come from is uh, from Cumberland, Wisconsin. We were the only ones that lived in Turtle Lake. And then the other half of the family, uh, uh, older older part of the family lived in Glenwood City. And oddly enough, I have uh, the only other Flottam relatives in the state of Wisconsin are in Glen or in uh, Janesville, and now I live in Janesville too. Huh. So there, there you, you are. Fantastic. Good times. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin Sports Talk. Uh, we're glad to have you with us again uh, in Wisconsin, around the U.S., and around the world. Um, please remember to follow the show at Scotty Johnny Podcast, or pardon me, just at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. Um, I'll let you know that I'm just finishing up a an online virtual book tour for my book Shadow Tracker. If you haven't looked it up, go out and look it up. Take a, a glance at that if you're into a, a fantasy genre. Or you know somebody who is, uh, take a look. I've also got a website up for it. at uh, It's called steelbreaker.com uh, because it is part of the Steelbreaker saga. So anyhow, thank you again, everybody. And remember, whether you're on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.